What's up? What's up? Welcome to Reliving Single. This is a recap podcast about the original Friends and one of the 90s best TV shows, Living Single. I'm your host and editor of Flava Magazine, Asada Jones. And y'all, I am so excited to talk to you today about the dangers of toasting a bagel. <laughs> this week, I'm recapping season one, episode two of Living Single, and it's called I'll Take Your Man. Listeners, before I get started on the recap, I want to say thank you, thank you for pressing that play button again. Don't forget to follow the show on whichever podcast platform you're listening on, and leave a review and a five-star rating if you're able to. All those reviews, all those ratings, that really helps other people find the show and get it up there in the algorithm, because, you know, algorithms are everywhere, and they exist in podcast platforms, too, so help assist out. All right, I don't have any fun facts for this episode, so let's dive right into the recap. So, Season 1, Episode 2, I'll Take Your Man. We start this episode with a cold open, and that just means the scene happens before the title intro. Um, Typically, the scene will end in a laugh, and it might hint to what happens in the upcoming episode. But this cold open has us in the bathroom with Khadijah St. Clair and Regine, and they are grooming themselves. They're waxing away their body hair, and it is really precious because St. Clair is looking so nervous, and it seems like she's getting her upper lip waxed for the first time. And if anybody else is out there with me, we know this sucks. Like, oh man, I remember those days when I was a teenager and I just did not know any better, and I would go to CVS and I would get some Sally Henson, you know, the kind that you would put in the microwave and you just, you know, just rip that first layer of skin off along with the hair that you're trying to remove. Uh, So yeah, Sinclair knows that she's in for a bad time and she's stalling and they are just all commiserating about how unfair it is that women have to do so much upkeep while men don't have many standards to uphold. And, you know, thankfully now in 2021, that seems like it's a little bit different. Um, But we have a really funny scene, a really funny line where Regine goes to Sinclair and says like, girl, we either got to wax it or put it in cornrows because something's got to (laughs) give. Sinclair, sit still. Are you absolutely sure we have to do this? I mean, the hair is so fine. You can barely see it. We either going to wax it or put it in (laughs) cornrows. So the next scene brings us to the living room, and we're with Khadijah, Sinclair, and Max. They've just finished watching the movie Basic Instinct, and it's really great because you get some real good insight into who Max is, because Khadijah says, that woman was bugging. I mean, who would go into somebody's office in a business suit with no draws on? And then the camera cuts to Max, and she's just like, "Mm." and she's just like sipping her drink and snacking her snacks. And then Khadijah's like, yeah, besides you, girl. (laughs) I love Max. We also get some insight into who Sinclair is, because the camera kind of pans to her, and you see that her eyes, that she's been covering her eyes throughout the entire film. And it's just like, oh yeah, Sinclair is like the virginal, naive one of the group. Bless her heart, we love her. 
so then Regine comes home from a date and the girls like run to the door and like look through the peephole to be nosy and it's really funny because they do that like that classical bit where they're just it's just a lot of physical comedy that I love where they're just like pulling each other yanking one of the one person out of the way to like run to the peephole and be like very extra and nosy it's really good like uh the physical comedy in this show is pretty great. It's it's classic 90s just shenanigans. So while they're fighting for the door, it's Sinclair that actually gets caught peeping on Regine and her date. And when Regine and her date enter the room, she tries to save face with this insane improv. And is like, uh, okay, so now the piano would be right here. And this girl's talking about the space that's directly behind a front door. Like... <laughs> You don't have to do better than that girl. So Regine introduces her date to the girls, and she introduces him as Charles, the assistant DA Charles. Because, you know, Regine is all about the titles and all that status. And to Charles's credit, he's really handsome and he's really nice, and he recognizes Max by name because they're both lawyers. And he actually says to her that he saw her in court last week and he was very impressed by her. And Max is very flattered by that. <laughs> so Regine kind of hustles him out of the apartment, and she seems kind of bored with him. Um, we don't really know what's going on. He seems like a guy that's good on paper, but he tries to nail down a second date, and she's just kind of like, meh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I got to give it to you, girl. Charles is a damn good attorney. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a peek at his briefs. <laughs> Yes, well, sorry to disappoint y'all, but Charles ain't the one. But, Regine, he's got money and status. Technically, you should be in love. <laughs> I know. But Charles has no je ne sais quoi, no joie de vivre, no oomph. Girl, that's what we're for, to cultivate them. You see, a good man is like fine wine. They all start out like grapes. Our job is to stomp on them. <laughs> and then keep them in the dark until they mature into something we wouldn't mind having dinner with. <laughs> I'm curious if any listener has ever had an experience like that with somebody that they're dating, where it's like they seem to be good on paper, but just like Regine said, there's no oomph. And <laughs> what do you guys think about what Max said? <laughs> It's kind of harsh, um, and I mean, now it's like pretty, pretty, it's an antiquated notion, but I do think that sometimes in relationships, you kind of groom each other and kind of um, help each other grow. I don't know what she's talking about, stomping on them and keeping them into in the dark until they're mature or something, whatever she says, but, but there is a little bit of like helping each other grow in relationships, I think. Okay, moving on. The next scene has us in the kitchen, and it's the next day. And <laughs> this is where Overton is teaching Sinclair about how dangerous toasting a bagel can be. Now, to you, this may seem like a simple burnt bagel. But we know it as the handyman's nightmare. See, one minute just toasting a bagel. Gets stuck, overheats, shorts out the circuit. Next thing you know, you burn the building down. Well, I never realized that toasting was such a responsibility. Not many people do. Oh, Overton, is there anything you can't fix? Nope. 
That's why I put an ad in the paper to expand my handyman empire beyond this mere brown stuff. <laughs> you heard him so slightly, y'all. Be careful out there. So Khadijah and Max enter from a grocery store trip, and Khadijah is complaining that Max is flirting with every single guy at the market. It's the last time I asked you to go shopping with me. You gotta flirt with every man at the market. I got us this free meat here, didn't I? <laughs> I'm telling you, you and Regine are just alike. Always trying to turn some man's head. Excuse me, Regine and I are nothing alike. I'm just looking for a good time. She's looking for a sponsor. <laughs> Oof, tough look for my girl, Regine. And she's not even there to defend herself. So wrong. (laughs) All right, so Kyle walks in, and he is bringing in the paper for the ladies from their stoop. And this is the first time that you actually can tell that this, um, the house or the apartment that the girls are staying in is an actual, like, apartment in the city and not the Winslow house from the previous episode. So, like I mentioned in the first episode, they somewhere along the lines they decided to switch it up that the girls were living in a house to a brownstone in like downtown Manhattan or something like that um but so yeah Kyle enters in through the back door and it's like hey ladies I brought in your newspaper Max immediately starts ripping in on Kyle talking about damn these paper boys are getting older and uglier but Kyle comes back so quick like Max yet another thinly veiled attempt to cover up your animalistic attraction towards me Oh, the sexual tension. Hey, what's up? I got the paper. Thank you. Damn, these paper boys are getting older and uglier. <laughs> Max, Max, yet another thinly veiled attempt to deny your animalistic attraction towards me. <laughs> you right about the animal park, Fido. <laughs> you want me so bad. The first time I saw this scene, I was like, oh, yeah, they need to get together immediately. (laughs) I was like eight or something like that. (laughs) Anyhow, Kyle shows the paper to Overton and tells him that the ad that he took out in the paper for a handyman for hire is looking a little suspicious. Expert handyman will service your needs. Tell me that ain't good. (laughs) Good for a laugh. Man, they put it in the personals. Your beeper number is in the swingle section. (laughs) Right next to big buxom blonde seek same for fun and frolic. Immediately after this exchange, Overton gets a beep on his beeper. Oh my God, remember those? (laughs) But Overton gets a beep on his beeper and he calls the number back. Unfortunately, Kyle was right. And this person definitely thinks Overton's a sex worker and they want that D. Regine then enters the kitchen, and she announces that she just broke up with Charles. Max, not so subtly, asks if there are any hard feelings or any lingering feelings. Regine is oblivious as to what's happening, and she is like, no, I'm fine. Everything's great. I was the one that dumped him, right? So then Max asks Regine if she would be okay if she went out with Charles. Regine's like, no, I'm fine, girl, but in a way that's like, Actually, I really do care, and I'm just trying to play it off. We then cut to Overton, and he is getting another beep on his beeper, and it shows him calling the number, and he finds that the woman on the line is breathing really hard on the phone. Uh, ma'am, you breathing kind of hard. 
You want to call me back after you catch your breath? The next scene has the entire gang gathering in the girls' brownstone in their living room, getting ready to go to church on Sunday. We see that Overton is still fielding these pervy handman requests, and we also see that Regine is wearing a very, very inappropriate outfit to service the Lord in. Max then enters, and she tells the rest of the gang that this week she's not going to join them for church because Charles is actually taking her to his church Sunday service, and then he's going to take her out to brunch. And now, you guys, okay, I, I think this is a pretty big step to go to a church service with somebody you're just dating, but um, maybe not. You tell me, churchgoers. Um, tell me if this is a, as big of a step as I think it is. So Regine is obviously trying to play it cool, but you can tell she is feeling jealous as hell. And she is trying to save face, especially because Sinclair does not know how to read the room and is like, hey, you both are dating men named Charles. (laughs) Oh my God, Sinclair, what? Read the room. Max, all right, let's go. Actually, I'm not going with y'all today. I'm going to church and Sunday brunch in the park with Charles. Charles? Hey, both of you are dating men named Charles. You're just destined to be a step behind, aren't you? So the next scene opens up later on in the evening, and Max enters the apartment asking what the girls are up to and what they're going to do for the rest of the night. Regine ain't having any of this. She calls Max man-stealing and tells her that she cannot believe that Max stole Charles away from her. Max rightfully replies that she couldn't have stole Charles away because Regine broke up with him and told her that it was okay that she could go out with him. They try to get Khadijah to side with one of them, but Khadijah is smart and she's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not getting in the middle of that argument. But like, her body language definitely tells you that she's on Max's side. Your exact words were, go ahead, call him. You took that as a yes? <laughs> what are you getting so worked up about? You didn't even like him. But that is not the point. The point is, you broke the rules. You're supposed to let it cool off at least one-third of the total dating time or one month for each year, whichever shorter. <laughs> if only you used your powers for good. <laughs> Regine, this is New York in the 90s. The only rules about dating are five locks on the door and keep the stun gun on your side of the bed. I want to point out here that I think it's very telling that when Max and Regine are going back and forth, Max is the one to point out that it's so dumb that we're letting a man get in between our friendship. And it's very interesting that Regine is like, we ain't got a friendship. (laughs) Yikes. So the scene ends with Kyle wordlessly entering the apartment and heading straight towards the living room window. He slams their living room window shut, and as he leaves the apartment, he says, And the woman in 3B thinks Max is right. (laughs) It's got to be hell living in New York City. Like, I mean, obviously the culture, the lifestyle, everything's cool, but everything is so close together. Everybody's got to know your business. You know, you like sneeze in one apartment and somebody else has to hear it. It's, it's terrifying to me. Okay. In the next scene, we have Khadija and Regine in the kitchen making breakfast. And Regine is going on and on trying to get Khadija to talk shit about Max. And it's pretty funny because Khadija is like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, wow, I hear you. She's like listening, but she's not contributing to the 
shit-talking session. And also, I love Kim Fields in this scene because, like, as she is talking trash and going on and on about Max, she is just doing this really funny action where she's scooping sugar in her coffee and she's just making it bigger, making that action bigger and bigger. And there's, like, there is sugar just, like, flying everywhere. It's it's really great. <laughs> Kudos to Kim Fields in that scene. So the scene goes on and Regine is begging Khadija to talk to Max. She's hoping that Khadija can talk some sense into Max and try to persuade Max to break up with Charles. Unfortunately for Regine, Khadija is staying strong in her boundary to not take sides and I love that for her. Regine, on the other hand, does not love this and she is visibly upset. This is when Sinclair strolls in, and this woman is walking in like a beautiful, bright cloud. Unfortunately, the cloud is just too bright. She is going on in the morning talking about how she doesn't need coffee because she is just naturally peppy, and it is just too much for Regine to handle. She yells at poor Sinclair to shut up, and she just walks out of the kitchen. (laughs) I do feel bad for Sinclair, but that level of cheer in the morning is just completely hostile. (laughs) I am curious to know, listeners, have you ever been in this position? Have you been in Khadija's position or even Regine's? Or have you been a Max and breaking the cardinal rule? No judgment. I've been a Max. I did that once when um, I was stupid and naive and I dated for like two weeks uh, one of my best friends at the time, one of her boyfriends. And it was like, I don't know, it was weird. And um, I knew immediately that it wasn't for me because like when we kissed, I was like, oh, no, this feels weird because like you've kissed my friend and now I'm kissing my friend and I'm not okay with that. I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, we can all just kiss each other and be like incestuous. It made me very uncomfortable. So yeah, no judgment. I've been a max. Have you been a max? Let me know. Okay, back to the show. So Overton stumbles into the kitchen, out of breath, and looking very troubled. The girls ask him what's wrong, and we find out that once again, poor Overton was harassed, and this time nearly kidnapped by one of their neighbors, Mrs. Harper. Well, what happened was, I went on that call. Miss Harper, the one with that broken furnace, I get over there, and she lead me down into a basement. Then, she kicked off her shoes took off her robe and started talking about, like my fire, daddy. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I love this scene because Sinclair looks so just shocked that this could even happen. She looks so scandalized. It's so good. I mean, the way John Henton played this scene also is wonderful. Oh, they're so good together. All right, so um, we open up in the next scene at the offices of Flava Magazine, and Khadija is on the phone with Regine, and Regine is once again talking about Charles and her fallout with Max. And Khadija is on her last nerve, and she just she just ends up hanging up on Regine. And I, it's played comically, obviously, in the show, but I feel Khadija in that scene where you just have a friend that just goes on and on and on about something that, like, she was in the wrong for, but you can't be like, girl, you in the wrong because she's your girl. So you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I want to listen. I want to be there for you. But at the same time, you're like, oh, girl, I need you to, like, self-reflect a little bit and, and like, realize how messed up you were. And side note, for the friends that have been there for me when I have been a Rishin, uh, thank you so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> so in that same scene, after she hangs up on Regine, Max walks into the office and they have this really funny exchange because Khadijah's at her wits end with Sinclair and then she just asks Max straight out, like, listen, I am going crazy here. Can you break up with Charles? Max, my mouth, my ace, check this out. Let me talk to you. What's up with you and Charles? Nothing. I like the guy. We have fun. You got a problem with that? <laughs> no, not at all. Break up with him. Poor <laughs> No way. I am not going to let you indulge that spoiled child. I'm having fun, and I'm not going to stop having fun just for her. Regine is not going to get her way. Not this time. No way. Uh-uh. I'm going to be the grown-up here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the opposite of the level of support that somebody needs. Okay, so in the next scene, we open up to the most relatable thing in the world. And it's Regine, Sinclair, and Khadijah on the couch in workout clothes watching a workout video. It's like the most ridiculous over-the-top audio of a workout, Um, but honestly, as a fitness instructor, we do tell our students to squeeze a lot because y'all need some reminding. Y'all just be like flailing about and risking your joints and all that stuff. Anyway, okay, so back to (laughs) the episode. Max comes over and she announces to the girls that she broke up with Charles because her friendship with Regine means so much to her that she decided to put friends over a man and uh, what what is what's the saying? What is it? Chicks before dicks? There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. She's all up on her high horse because, you know, she was the bigger person and broke up with Charles for their friendship instead of Regine admitting that she was wrong and broke up with him initially and then greenlit Max asking him out. So, you know, she's relishing in the fact that she's being the bigger person, and it's pretty funny. Regine instantly forgives her, and just like that, their friendship is back on. Regine goes on to say, man, I'm really surprised that you did this. Thank you so much. You know, women aren't really nice to me. And she kind of admitted that she, like, overreacted by, you know, throwing their friendship away. And, you know, she also admitted that she was jealous that Charles took Max more seriously and took her to church instead of, you know, whining and dining her like he did to Regine, but then not ultimately taking her seriously. Charles apparently whined and dined Max and then took her to church with his mama. So that's a big thing. So all of this graciousness is just a little bit too much for Max, and she just breaks. She ends up admitting that she wasn't the one to break up with Charles. Charles was the one to break up with her. I just want you to know that I respect you, girl. And I respect the way you handled this. I mean, the way you were able to just let Charles go. And the way you came over here and lied through my teeth. (laughs) What? Charles dumped me. (laughs) He gave me some tired, baby, it's me, not you crap. We can still be friends. (laughs) Oh, Max, I'm sorry. Girl, you must be in such pain right now. Is 
there anything that I can do? You can start by wiping that silly grin off your face. <laughs> All right, obviously this is not a visual medium. Uh, this is an auditory medium, but you can hear Regine smiling from ear to ear in this clip. <laughs> so all is well the girls make up and they all make a pact not to date each other's exes ever ever again unless he's really really fine <laughs> oh my god um so yeah that's how the scene ends and the episode ends with the tag showing Overton putting out a toaster fire because Sinclair gets distracted by a phone call <laughs> and that's the end of the episode up next your red flags and we're back and now it's time for red flags this is the segment where I read some of the red flag dating stories that you listeners have sent into me via Instagram or you've emailed me. And like I mentioned in the last episode, this segment was born on my other podcast, What Makes Me Well, and it came about as I was interviewing a guest, shout out to Jen, and somehow Jen and I ended up talking about our past dating mistakes and the obvious red flags that we ignored. And, you know, we had a great time in the moment laughing at our younger selves and those stupid mistakes. But what I took away from that conversation was how we actively chose to ignore that little voice inside our heads that told us that there was a red flag in play and that something was wrong. And what I wanted to do with this segment is not only to, you know, laugh and kiki about our stupid mistakes and like, girl, you listen to the stupid thing that I did and all that other stuff. But I wanted to share these experiences so that way we can remind ourselves how important it is to listen to that little voice. And on that note, today's red flag is brought to us by Lizzo. <laughs> Get ready for this one, you guys. All right, so Lizzo writes, found this guy on Bumble, first coffee date and some initial phone calls went okay. I thought he was a little arrogant, but he's also a lawyer, so I wanted to see what that was about. We went to dinner, which was okay. He had a few drinks. I don't drink. After dinner, he wanted to give me a tour of the town to show the new girl around. Okay, so the dinner was just okay. The conversations were just okay. He was drinking at dinner when you're sober, and then he wanted to drive you around. I'd say that all adds up to like one, one big red flag. Okay, she goes on. Sometime after pointing out all the properties he owned, I roll emoji. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very braggadocious. Red flag number two, I'd say. He tells me he has an estranged friend living in one of the houses, and then he decides to stop at the dude's house to knock on his door while he left me waiting in the car. Wow. So after he gets back in the car, he tells me he needs a cigarette. This is after I've previously told him I think smoking is gross. He ignored me and lit up right in front of my face in the car. Thankfully, the windows were down, but still. Oh, yikes, Lizzo. This is a nightmare. She goes on because there's more, guys. So then he tells me more of the story and tells me that they had a falling out because he, the lawyer, got arrested last year. And two, this dude slept with his ex-wife while they were getting a divorce. TMI. This is a first 
date? Oh my God. What? Oh Lord. Okay. Okay. We, okay. We are, we're, we are still in it y'all. So we drive back to his house. I parked there to carpool to dinner with him. Don't ever do that. When we get out, he points to the neighbor's house behind his and says the man who lives there is a gay black man who hates white people. And we're done. And we're done. I've seen what I need to see. We're done. Wow. He starts shouting racist at the house and some insults involving. (laughs) This is insane. Okay. And some insults involving something about his mother and a palm tree. Wow. So Lizzo says, I'm creeping back slowly because he's making a scene and I don't want to be seen with him if somebody comes outside. And now it's time to go home. Yes, Lizzo. Definitely time to go home. It was time to go home after this man was drinking and then suggested that he drive you around. Like, what? Wild. Okay, well... Lizzo, God bless, and thank you for that submission. If you want to share your red flag listeners, um, wow. Whew, I think we all need to take a second. I need to take a second. That was wild. Lizzo, I hope you're okay. Um, thank you, girl. Again, thank you for sharing that story. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely um, you should have left. like not victim blaming or anything like uber's a thing you could like call call yourself an uber guys um i think the biggest thing to take away from this story is to drive yourself to that first first date drive yourself make sure you have your own transportation just in case um yeah just in case you end up with a crazy person who ends up yelling at houses whoo bless. All right. So thank you for that submission, Lizzo. If you want to share your red flag story listeners and have me read it on the podcast, you can email me at relivingpodcast at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram or Twitter. I am a.joneswellness across all platforms. All right. I'll be back next week to relive episode three with you. It's called Whose Date Is It Anyway? Until then, be well, listeners. Smooches. Reliving Single is an A. Jones Wellness production, created and produced by me, Asada Jones. Our researcher and editor is me, Asada Jones. Our audio engineer and mixer is also me, Asada Jones. Our music, however, is provided by The J Squad and Jackson Beats and Mr. B-Man Music. All audio clips of the Living Single television sitcom are property of Hulu streaming services and is used on this podcast solely for reference and commentary. Smooches!